Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. Uh, welcome back to Pad the Stats. It's been a little bit of time since we did this, Pat Cotter. And we're back, though. We're here to talk about some of the biggest um, things that we're going to need to look at heading into Dynasty Drafts. Honestly, I think I've fallen in love with this part of the podcast the most anyway, so the fact that we fell off for, oh, I don't know, four months uh, during the prime of fantasy season, well, we're back on it now. So hopefully we'll do a little bit better this year. Of course, our own lives and jobs, real jobs, get in the way of these sorts of things. So, uh, But Pat, we're back at it. We got three running backs on deck tonight, and... Well, we got quite a bit to get to, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a much deeper class this year. A lot more guys to look at. You know, we're actually switching it up. I think we started with the quarterbacks last year and got to the running backs last and might flip it around this year. I think it's not a bad idea. I don't think the combine really matters all that much for running backs, especially. Really, the only thing that you're going to see is, is there anybody that just doesn't have the speed to cut it? Mm -hmm. And out of these guys, I mean, there might be one of them, but that'd be a bit I doubt it, you know, so. Well, you have to be excited because, of oh, course, yeah. you have oh, yeah. in our Dynasty draft, which will be taking place in May at some point uh, after the NFL draft. You have two picks in the top three? Yeah, I have the first and the third pick, so that's going to be nice. pretty exciting. Any um, spoilers on who you're going to take? I think uh, I might know number one already. I'm pretty dead set on taking Joe Burrow. It is a uh, it is a two um two quarterback league super flex league yep and while i am a steelers fan and it, you know, i'm not gonna like having joe burrow on the Bengals, i don't think there's really any any other way i could go unless yeah. say john or say like deandre swift gets drafted by the chiefs mm-hmm. and jk dobbins gets drafted by the 49ers you know okay yeah i think that your decision is quite like the Bengals in that uh it's pretty well set in stone for the most part, yeah. I think the Bengals. I got a couple people I'm waiting to. Sure, yeah. Analysts I trusted to, to scout Joe uh, Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, um, I need to actually take a good look at him myself. What from what I've seen, he looks elite. Yeah, he looks like he makes very good decisions. He works the pocket well, you know, all that. We'll get into that whenever we do scout him. Yep. But uh, yeah, I we have. We'll, we'll get into. Yeah. So uh, with that, let's talk about the running backs that we'll speak on tonight. So first off, I want to uh, give a little bit of a precursor in saying that. We will give a breakdown of all these backs uh, in you know game film that we've broken down to this point, um, but we're I'm not going to start to rank these guys in any such order yet. So if you're hoping for a, a kind of a ranking at the end, I don't want to do that yet until we get through the meat of our running backs and the meat of each position for that matter. So uh, without further ado, tonight we're going to talk about um, I'm drawing blanks already. Uh, we're going to talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. Zach pull, Moss. We're going to talk about Zach Moss out of Utah, and of course, we're going to talk about the 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 big one and start off with him. In fact, and that's Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, Pat. Yep, uh, Jonathan. Ta- I mean, I think I like Jonathan Taylor a little bit more than you. You kind of have might have a little bit of a of a bias of not liking him because of the Wisconsin back factor. A little bit, which I think you. I mean, which is fair. You know, Wisconsin backs tend to be productive in college, but not. You know, don't that doesn't tend to always equate to the NFL because they have a very usually have a very good offensive line. So it's been a little bit on focus of the offense, you know, so they tend to rack up a lot of stats and look good in college, but never or not always translate evenly to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think, I think he's a good running back. I really do. 
I don't. I think he's kind of like a uh, who is he? Dame or uh, Harris or uh, Damien Harris? Damien out Harris, of Alabama like, like last year. Mm-hmm. A better version of him. Okay. A master of all. A but a not not elite. It really any one trait. Mm-hmm. But besides potentially his smarts, I think he's a very smart back. I think he potentially has elite vision, and for me, usually that would translate to my favorite back. But he just doesn't ever wow me. And I've seen cutups of, of some plays from him that I like a lot, but it just yep. generally he just. I always look at him and I feel like I'm a little underwhelmed. Sure. So we went back uh, and forth, and I do agree with you on some points here. Uh, after watching it twice, now to your first point. Uh, I was a little bit biased at first, but I kind of came around to it. Yep. I have decided that there are quite a few things that I like in Jonathan Taylor's game. Um, but you, I think you hit on a good point in that he leaves more to be desired. Uh, that's one thing that I noticed as well. Um, you know, In terms of kind of the weaknesses, and I'll get to the strengths because I have a lot. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is a bad running back or is going to be a bad running back in the NFL. Um, I think there are some things from terms of just being explosive, again, leaving more to be desired. I think that his style isn't necessarily going to win outside the tackles. While I don't think he's a plotter and I think he has enough speed to win, I do think there are some concerns there. Um, When it comes to just, you know, consistently breaking or running through arm tackles, would not surprise me one bit if we see a lot of 21st 72 lines. Mm -hmm. Um I think he can catch the football, but what if he's Sony Michelle at the next level and just doesn't catch the football for whatever reason? Like, could and that he's be? Fine, he's fine at it, but if, yeah. the, if the offense doesn't want to use him or has a better guy, like say, like say he goes to the Chargers, the Chargers are going to mm-hmm. use are going to use Austin Eckler all the all, much more in the passing game, yeah. than they use Jonathan Taylor. Now, if a team, if he goes to a team and they want to use him all the time and they want to use him as a passing back, he can definitely do it. But I wouldn't say it's a strength or a weakness in his game. Yeah, I would agree there, and I think that uh, one of the things that I wrote down is I think game flow is going to be an important thing for him. Yes. I could see him being prone to a David Montgomery type of rookie season. That wouldn't completely surprise me. Again, a lot of this depends on the situation where these guys end up to. Now, Pat, in terms of the strengths, I want to ask you really quick, if if there was one thing, and I have a lot that I want to say here as well, um, what was your favorite part about Jonathan Taylor's game? I think he's smart. I think he he really reads plays well. I think he would really work well in a uh, in a kind of a zone system where mm-hmm. he can diagnose plays, pick the holes he wants to go to. I think he's got very good vision. Like I said, I just yep. think he's a smart player in general, and I think that's where he wins. I would agree a hundred percent. That's one of the biggest things. And I I in fact I think I made a few bullet points for that that specifically is he's a smart runner. He understands running lanes. Um, I think he's a really smooth guy. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Arian Foster, the way he can glide. I think he does have the mm-hmm. ability to kind of glide a little bit. You know, Arian was more of a uh, kind of a one cut yep. outside and, and you know, you know, back up inside the tackle. But um, you know, when they were run kind of that stretch play with him, he was so smooth and he kind of glide. I do see some of that in Jonathan Taylor's game. Now, I think that he also has the ability, like you said, in his own scheme where he can kind of pick. Uh, you know, and, and do some things there as well. I think he has exceptional, exceptional vision, very good feet and balance, especially around the point of attack. So around the line of scrimmage, he's a guy who, again, can kind of pick his way a little bit, um, is not necessarily going to 
run you over all the time, but I do think that he falls forward a good bit as well. Yeah, always, always moving forward. He just works. He works the 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 angles to yep. be able to make a guy. So he's going to be able to fall forward, like you said. He's smart, um, like you said. He runs smart. I think he's got decent speed. I think he's got maybe above average speed. Like he never wows you. He doesn't have that that last year, but I think he's fast, and I think he's got very good cutting ability. I think he's got very quick feet in a, in a sense, you know. So I think he's a, he's able to. While he doesn't almost seem to use it enough, he does have that ability to really kind of cut to get into the hole that he needs to. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Feet, balance, all very, very good. Good pluses there. Um, let's see, what else did I write down? I thought when he broke into kind of that next level and when he got defensive backs kind of squared up, mm-hmm. I think thought he really did a really nice job of breaking them down. Yep. And trying to make a move, and and he's really smooth in terms of his stop and start, especially. Um, again, I, I like you said, extremely effective when cut, using his cuts, especially off of blocks. This goes back to him just being a a smart runner, understanding the scheme and the style of running game that he was in at Wisconsin. I thought that he used his blocks really well. Um, you know, continually showed an ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I thought. I thought he caught the ball away from his body well. Everything was kind of one motion when he caught the ball. We didn't see it a ton. I think just a little bit with that offense yeah. um, and just kind of the way it was built that, it, you know, it's not like the next guy that we're going to talk about, you no, know, Clyde edwards Lair, who uh, caught 55 passes in his senior season, which we were both very excited about watching him do those things. Yeah. Um, and, and then the last thing here, Pat, um, I want to ask you another question or two on, on uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, had a nose for the first down on the goal line. I oh, thought no that doubt. we both noticed that right off the bat. He just he, if he's any anywhere around it, I think that uh, just kind of relates to how smart he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Of a player, he just has a feel for the game. Yep. That why it's one of the reasons I think he's going to succeed in the NFL. While albeit he might not, he might be a perennial you know RB two kind sure. of territory. But I, he he just tends to get into the end zone. And if he's yep. got a team that that you know scores a lot of points, like like say the Chiefs or something like that. Yep. He could just, you know, be one of those guys that he he gets down to the one and he's going to get in. Yeah. You know, he's going to get in there. He's he's not going to fall down at the one yard line. He's going to find a way to contort his body and get in, in there or get a first down. So I think that was one of his, his major kind of, again, just pointing to his smarts. Now, the one thing I will say about the downside to his game is he fumbled a lot. And he had point. a lot of opportunities to show that he had, you know, what his uh, fumble rate could be. And he fumbled about every 53 carries. So you're talking like, you know, once every two games, probably. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a very high fumble rate for a guy like him. Yeah, I was surprised when you told me that, to be honest with you. I didn't think that he would have uh, ball security issues, but it. I guess it looks like he kind of did, yeah. at least last year. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, you know, another guy who we were concerned about in that, uh, category was Miles Sanders kind of showed a little bit of that fumble issue early in the year got it straightened out I think some things from a coaching yep. standpoint Those are, can help there, that. there are certain things that can be taught I feel like with that and there's certain yep. things that can't I will leave it to people that are better at fa- scouting film <laughs> to decide sure. if, if it's something that's fixable. hey man we gotta give our give each other some props oh, we made yeah. some good calls last no year talking about no doubt we did you know uh, I mean, a number of guys. I thought we, we I thought, yep, I thought we did well in a, in a number of, of areas last year at at numerous positions. So, uh, yeah, I again, f- kind of finishing the you know the card here on Jonathan Taylor. I thought that there were a lot of really you know things that he did well that are going to translate at the next level. 
again, a little bit worried about game flow, a little bit worried about where he goes. So, uh, you know, just beware that if you draft him um, and it's not, I, I don't want to say he has to be in the perfect situation, but if it's if it's a little murky, um, yeah, I mean, if it's just, if it's, I don't know if he can be a guy like, now again, Barkley is a generational guy who doesn't need a great offense to kind of go yeah. off, but I don't think Jonathan Taylor gives you much yeah. chance to go off on a bad. I, I, I think he's the. I, I I still have to decide if I if I like him more or less than a guy like the next guy we're talking about, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yep. But I know based on my early film studies that he is not a Swift. He is not a Dobbins. Like he's yeah. in that next tier I, of people. For me. I almost let it slip about what kind of my early plans are at number seven in our dynasty draft, mm-hmm. but I don't want to talk about that yet. I don't think so. Uh, 5'11", 2'16", for Jonathan Taylor. I should have opened up with that. Um, Early you know, numbers. Good, they, those, good could size. Be, those could be different. Those might not be real. You yeah. know you know how teams pl- uh, tend to embellish numbers? Yeah. Make yeah. guys look better than they are. So we'll see at the combine. Yep, but, you know, a, a pretty good size back, I think, for, um, you know, for what we're he looking for. Look and He doesn't, and, and I don't necessarily again I back to kind of his running style not to say that he doesn't run violently I just again back to the a little bit more to be desired but at the same time um he I think he does enough in that category so all right let's talk about uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire our number two running back who um a little bit different Pat left me feeling really really good after I watched him surprised when I watched him he's he I went in hearing good things, but just not expecting to see a lot of the stuff I did. And every mm-hmm. time I watched him, every time I went back to the tape, I just fell in love a little bit more, saw more intricacies to his game, and he he he's fun to watch. If you haven't if you haven't had a chance to go look at Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I would I would implore you to because yeah, he's he's fun. He's real fun. Not a big guy, five eight, uh, under two ten. Kind of leaves you a little bit with that impression of a Darren Sproles yeah, type of guy. Who's I could even see, him, even see him weighing in under less 200. than that. Yeah, somewhere even around like two hundred. Even yeah. yeah, he's yeah not. I mean, he's thick. I think, but you know, he's he's built yeah. pretty well. Uh, he's stout, but very stout. But overall, I mean, he moves a little bit like a Darren Sproles. I don't know if he's quite that explosive and has maybe a top notch top end speed to him. I think but, he's got good speed. I think he's got almost great speed, but I think his acceleration is really what what really just kind of comes out to you. Whenever you watch him, he just all of a sudden is bam gone. Like, yeah, the number speed. one thing that I noticed with him is is the start stop. So when he gets the ball and and I mean he has a defensive end coming mm-hmm. at him, you know, if he gets a handoff yeah. and there's a guy in his face, a linebacker or a crashing end, he can make that guy miss from standing still. Oh, his spin move. And, and oh, oh my God, that spin move. move. And when he gets going, I mean, he'll hit that corner quick. And, yeah, really, really good feet, good balance. I liked a lot what I saw from him as as a runner. Yeah, no, me too. I really, I loved watching him. And, and I think, I mean, I think he might even be a little bit more team specific than a guy like Jonathan Taylor. I think he he's going to need to go to a team that's going to be willing to spread the ball out. Or use him in a uh, single back, or you know, or a spread scheme. Like I think the Chiefs or would be absolutely perfect. Like he that I would I would be he fun. would be up there in that first tier of guys with me. Yeah, for me, if he went to the Chiefs, because I think he would absolutely fit perfectly in that system. Yeah, I yeah I agree. He would be. There's a lot of guys who I think would excel in that offense, but, but he him, would really him to a T. Would, he, it would really just complement his abilities. I agree. 
because I, I, he wouldn't. He doesn't. He's not going to work like a Derrick Henry. Like he can't. He can't be a, a line him up power back. We're coming at you. We're running down your throat, kind of running back because he's just not that. He's not going to run over guys. No, he's he's he, not going to power through tackles. No, nope. he's going to beat you with his with his uh in open space. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think he's. Uh, I, I think he would fit a lot of teams really well. Uh, and, we, but, and we haven't even talked about his best distribute. It's, it's his is, catching the ball. Yeah. Well, we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about Jonathan Taylor there. 55 catches, as I mentioned, in his final season at LSU. Um, and really came I, on late. Really came. If you, if you look at the box, his box score, it, it was all towards the end, more towards the end of the season when he really started to catch the ball. And he, he caught, he'd catch like, you know, eight eight passes a game towards the end of the year. And, and just he, he runs good routes. Out of the backfield, it's not like he's just going in catching just little slip screens or like you know the old Derrick Henry run run to the side and I'll and I'll swing it to you. Yeah, he's running he's running complex routes. They line him up outside. You know, he's a guy that that a creative offensive coordinator could really have fun with. Yeah, I can't remember what game it was. He was kind of running a, I guess, kind of a corner route. Um, it was more cor- kind of like a a go, but he was he was really angling towards that back corner that back pylon and he caught that at a little bit of a back shoulder but made a nice adjustment shows you like you said he can run routes down the field as well and we, we got to give one shout out i just remembered this to our boy from auburn oh Derek brown Derek brown dude we, we were watching, we man, were watching oh his film it was the first game we else. watched to clyde edwards lair and he was just dominating the, the defensive line he is going to be a stud a stud in the nfl I, he, he would, it was just fun to watch him just yeah. walking people into the backfield. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, I don't know if it was NFL.com or CBS. Um, I was looking at a, a you know a mock draft mm-hmm. the other day, and they had a little piece there on him. You know, under, under their name, they read a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little, a, a little, you know, blurb about each player. And he was a top, what, six or eight yeah, pick, I think, guy. something like that. Um, you know, said basically, good luck. You know, I would not want to be lined up against no. this guy. Like I he mean, is going to be hard to move. And like, he's huge. LSU's guards are no slouches. They're both NFL guys. They're both yeah. were in the Senior Bowl. Well, they're, we stopped watching yeah, we Edward Tiller, and I just stopped watch started watching Derrick Brown because so I couldn't take my eyes off of him. But back, I mean, back to uh, Edward Tiller. I think he's going to be like we said best in a scheme that's going to try to get him the ball, not only in space but throwing him passes, getting him out, running routes. Like I said, the Chiefs, the Saints. That kind of sphere, guy yep. using him kind of like a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, and and some of the pluses that I wrote down: exceptional feet, above average jump cut, quickness and acceleration, like we talked about, catching the ball away from his body with ease, the route running is well above average for his position, and he's a hard runner with a great motor. You know that that start and stop, along with that kind of arsenal moves around the line of scrimmage, very very good. Um, I wrote he can juke defenders out of a phone booth. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, out in a phone booth because he is quick. I mean, when he sinks those hips and just wants to go, I mean, he's going to go. Yep. And again, I, I don't know if he has that top end when he breaks out into the open field and wants to just run away from safeties and corners. I mean, maybe he will. I, I don't know yet. That's the only thing. But again, do we care about 40 times? Do we care about that? You know, I mean, he's busting got it open at thirty-five. Speed, you know, above average to great functional speed. Yeah, but I don't know. I think if he it's has good. The, the the superstar. Correct. Function, the speed. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote the spin move is lethal in all caps. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Go, just go watch. Just go watch him. He's he's fun. He's fun. Yeah, lateral quickness. Uh, 
really, really, really good. So if I had to kind of talk about these two guys right now after what we've seen, I would the trending arrow would be about even with Jonathan Taylor. I would agree. Uh, and the arrow would be green and up for Clyde Edwards. I'm having trouble. Again, I think it's going to come down to landing spot for which where these two guys are. They're almost yeah. about equal in my in my ranking. Yeah, so uh, really quick, Pat, the weaknesses that I had written down, tell me if you feel similar to these or, or differently. Um, not going to be a goal line back where no. we thought, where we say Jonathan Taylor has a nose for the goal line. Um, I don't see Clyde Edwards Lair fitting into that part no, of I the agree. field. I, I don't think you're going to want to use him on the goal line unless, again, it's a team that's going to want to just be in the spread for that. Yeah, and again, despite the good motor and hard running, I do think he's prone to some arm tackling, just given how you know the stature of who he is. Yeah, I mean, if a guy gets, but if a guy gets a handle on him, he's going a down. big guy. You know what I mean? A big athletic defensive end, or, or yeah, you know, a him. linebacker. A mid on him, he's done. Yeah, he's gonna, they're just going to be able to wrap him up. That's the only thing. So when we're talking about um, in between the tackles, strictly, that's not where he's going to fit in. He's going to have to use everything in his toolbox, mm-hmm. I think, to be a good NFL running back. Yep. But again, Pat, if he's in the right situation. I think he yeah. can do that. I, I, I think, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you're looking at different, very, very different guys. Very different. Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to want an offense like the like what we saw with Derrick Henry and the Titans this year that's going to pound him. They're going to use him a lot. They're going to continue to hand him, him the ball so he can get a ton of carries and kind of wear down the defense. Yep. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I'm going to want him with 12, 15 carries, getting five catches at least a game, you know, that kind of that kind of workload. Yeah, uh, compared to what you know you're seeing with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, finally, the, the the last thing that I wrote down: lack of size will negatively affect him when trying to lower the boom on defenders. So he's Definitely. again a, not a guy that kind of following up on my last comment. Um, just not gonna yeah, definitely not, 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 not going to run you over. Um, now a guy that will run you over. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, Zach Moss out of Utah. Not a lot of, I don't want to say hype, but of tension because, again, a Pac-12 guy, you know, we're on the East Coast. We don't get to see this guy a ton. You know, given kind of, well, the level of play in the Pac-12, I don't really want to watch those games to start with. And when they start at 10, 10, 30, I really don't want to watch them. Mm -hmm. Uh, 5'10", 222 pounds, Pat. Let's talk about Zach Moss quickly. What were your initial thoughts? I, I, he's surprisingly quick. Like, I feel he's got really good feet. Like, he's... I don't want like he's not Jerome Bettis, but it's almost in that vein where like he just surprises you with how well he can shift around and move around when he's not not quite up to speed. When he gets going, he's just like a bowling ball. But like when he's at the line, he can really just get in and out of places and like just really just is extremely shifty. Like it's just it's crazy how much how well he can move around as big for as big as he is. I wrote the same thing, nimble and fairly quick for a big back. He surprised me too about some of the things that he can do. You know, yeah, he's got good feet. He can juke you out a little bit. He's got some moves to him. There are a lot of things he does well when we're talking about breaking, tackling, and try, and you know trying to make defenders miss. So really impressed there. Tell me if you agree. The one the the one thing that when we first watched his tape from the the very first time we watched it a couple times, um, stout, thick, and solid. Small defenders, guys. I mean, just bouncing yeah, off yeah, of him, gonna, literally bouncing off yeah, of him. You're just gonna. He's a big bowling ball. He's just gonna run over people. He's he he runs a little upright, so he doesn't really. Uh, he doesn't use his contact. He doesn't like you know get his shoulders down as much. You kind of like him to, but he almost doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. He just kind of runs through people. He'll he's always going forward. 
he's you know just he he fights through those arm tackles and he's gonna he's gonna power through people for the most part. I also tend to see a little bit of Le'Veon in his game. The yeah. way he is patient rather than more. You you expect him when I put on the tape. I expected this guy to be a one cut downhill mm-hmm. just come at you. Uh, no, he actually prefers to run with patience than straight ahead, mm-hmm. at least initially. Now, I will say he almost has a little bit of that um, that uh, old Derrick Henry, that LeGarrette Blunt kind of syndrome where he, he wants to bounce runs a little bit too much, and mm-hmm. he's not that kind of runner. He doesn't have – he's not fast. And that'll he's, really he's get you Derrick in trouble Henry. He's at not going to get up – even when he gets going and gets moving, he's not going to yeah. get up to a, a very, very high speed. He's not. He doesn't have that much acceleration. You know that all has is an area to be desired. Yep. But um, he tends to try to to bounce things that he definitely shouldn't. Where he should just kind of run it up in the hole and get the two three yards that he can power for. Yeah, exactly. Not Clyde Edwards Hilaire in that sense. Yeah, not uh, yeah. like J.K. Dobbins, who we'll talk about probably on the next podcast or the one after that. You um, almost want him to use his power more than he does. Exactly. There are some limitations. I, I don't mind the patient running style and, and waiting for things to develop, but trying to do a little bit too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think he, he will need to learn how to do that a little bit uh, better at the next level. Um, but those are also things that can be taught to mm-hmm. and, and worked out of your game a little bit. So and I have heard some questions about his medical, you know, from hearing, listening to some of the podcasts and the scouting podcasts. This is, I like might be to, the biggest thing with to uh, listen to, you know, I, I like the draft network. If any of y'all have heard about it, it's a very good uh, podcast or, you know, kind of site to yeah. look up rookies and Basically, everything. Yeah. Network um, essentially. And uh, they've, they've had a lot of questions about his medicals. I looked it up and last year it looks like he uh, tore, Something in his knee, trying to get into bed. I don't know if it was an injury that had happened previously that he aggravated, but he was at, he ended up having to get it's surgery. Wild. It's crazy, and was out for the rest of the year. But that looked to be the only the only injury concern I could find on my kind of uh, you know my my dive into it. Um, but he could have had a couple others. But from what I saw, it looked like just that one season ending injury last year to his knee yeah which knees knee injuries i can tell you are never great not great um especially for a running back especially for a running back you know we worry about guys like sony who just keep to keep undergoing going under the knife and yep. getting scopes and things that just limit their their ability to put on muscle and their ability to just be healthy for a long period of time to build up where they need to yeah yeah that's the biggest concern with zach moss at least from what i've been hearing and kind of what we've talked about Oh, and uh, one other thing, I, I've heard I, he looks good in pass protection to me. Okay, so that was another thing I saw. Got to love that. Tape. That'll help you That'll get help on the field. Get on the field very early, quick too. So that's good. You know, I did also leave. Uh, there was a little bit left to be desired too. When we talk about uh, kind of going back to Jonathan Taylor and being explosive, I thought that Zach Moss showed a little bit of. Could have showed, I think, a little bit more in terms of just explosiveness. I, I don't think he always used his size as a downhill force. Contradicts what I was talking about a little bit earlier with the you know smaller defenders bouncing off of him. But when it comes to, I think, NFL linebackers, I'm a little bit concerned in, in I'm hoping that he'll run using that his power. size. Yeah, right? yeah I, using I, I that, do have that a little bit of little concern bit. that his power is good, but I don't know if it's elite. Like yeah. you said, if he can run yeah. over or at least power through. Yep, the majority of NFL linebackers. So that'll be something to watch. I think that'll be there something. There were times that, like, while I did see him use his power and, and fight effectively, there were times that I, he just seemed to go down when he shouldn't have. So where is the arrow on Zach Moss for you? 
I mean, it's up compared to what I had expected about it, Adam, uh, uh, but it's not nearly where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would be at. Um, in terms of my tiering, I don't think he is there with Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Okay. I think he's a little bit, be, you know... Just below uh, them. Just a cut below them. I would say he's in my third tier of guys right now. Okay. It could be after I watch those those guys, it could be either the, that I move Zach Moss back up into the, the, the second tier or kind of make yep. him in his own little tier, depending on what like guys like Michael Pirine, Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, Benjamin look like when we end up scouting those guys. Yeah, for sure. I, and that's where, again, I want to save my rankings mm-hmm. and, and total evaluation until we get done with these yeah. guys. But hopefully this was a good listen, a short listen for everybody uh, in terms of just what we saw from Zach Moss, what we saw from Clyde Edwards-Lair and, and Jonathan Taylor. So uh, we will have another podcast on deck here soon. I don't want to make any promises when we might get that out, but um, we'll talk about probably three more running backs in, in that one. I, yeah, would assume. I think we're looking to be looking at DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins and uh, Cam Akers, who yeah. all all plan to be very good. That'll be studies. a fun one. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. So we'll get on the scouting for those guys. Until next time, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to Pad the Stats. Um, again, hopefully we'll be able to stay consistent with our, with our scouting. I'm excited because, again, Pat, this is going to be a loaded class. There's a lot of guys to get to. And, uh, and this is what we've been waiting for. We're excited to talk about it all leading up to Dynasty season. So have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on Pad the Stats. Bye-bye.